Shug Keevans thinks that Everton didn't appoint Big Ange as their new manager because Darvell beat Aberdeen in the Scottish Cup. Seriously, I'm not making this up. Everton have subsequently ignored the hoops boss to instead rummage through the drawer mat usual suspects for Lampard's replacement. Postacoglu shouldn't take it personally. It could be the case that the outstanding job he's done at Celtic has been overlooked due to results like Aberdeen's cup exit at the hands of a club from out with the SPFL. I love the idea of international football clubs being like a cat following the light produced by a torch. We can't focus on succession planning, we're too busy being dazzled by the Darvell manager and his laser pointer, god damn it. Brand Scotland is sullied by nights like that and a top class manager's efforts are tainted by association in a league where clubs such as Aberdeen and Hibs live on past reputation. I guess the magic of the cup should just go and fuck itself then? What happened to giant killing being a feature and not a bug? Ange is a shape manager because Aberdeen gets scanted, which is something Aberdeen I want to do. Speaking of the removal of clothes, a hapless Aberdeen fan apparently made a bet on the wrong team back in Darvell to knock his beloved sheep out of the cup. I feel a bit foolish regarding my last post, as I've just checked up my account and it seems I've mistakenly backed Darvell. So I'm either a tenner down and out the cup, or I'm going to have the time of my life in private eyes. Aye, so you did. He didn't happen to notice the difference a 33 to 1 shot made to your coupon. You bet it because you know what you are. Pitiful and embarrassing. And you're a self-loving sheep. Asleep. Incidentally, Private Eyes is a Jack the Rippers. So Yon Don has bet on his team getting shagged by a junior team, which would fund him not getting shagged by a sex worker, who would be rightly disgusted by his spinglessness. It fits. You know, being half cut makes me all poetic and stuff. Unrelated to that, Big Keith Jackson had an interesting intro to his piece on Dave Cormack this week. Criticism can be avoided easily by saying nothing, doing nothing and being nothing. Ah, the enigmatic words of Badger from BBC's Bodger and Badger. That's all perfectly well and good for the likes of Aristotle. But you don't need to be an ancient Greek philosopher to know the same rule simply isn't going to wash in modern day Aberdeen. So it almost defied belief that someone as notoriously thin-skinned as Dave Cormack chose to lock himself away from the watching world for 48 hours, while Pataudry was busy burning after Jim Goodwin smashed into rock bottom like a comet hitting deepest, darkest Ayrshire on Monday night. Man, the melodrama. Well, I concur, Ayrshire is the rock bottom. It's hard not to rubberneck at the mess Aberdeen have gotten themselves into under his watch and fail to reach the conclusion that Cormac is directly responsible for most of it. And that this latest indecision is no more than conclusive proof that his fingers have been horribly burned. He may have taken an eternity to break cover since disaster struck in Darville at the start of the week, but... Make no mistake, he'll have been quietly glued to the reaction on social media ever since, and what he'll have monitored will have made a mess of his virtual Y fronts. Virtual Y fronts? 
Does that mean he pissed himself in the metaverse? Shot himself in VR? Either it's Cormac's pride that didn't allow him to admit he's made an Aristotle of running his own club, or it's his wallet that's made him think twice. Absolutely, Stephen. That's what I will be on the weekend. Andrew Newport at the record clearly wants in on that flowery big Keith writing style, but comes across as a child trying to walk in her dad's shoes. Michael Beale fully understands that some members of the Ibrox squad will find his plans for a Rangers remedy hard to swallow. But as far as the Londoner is concerned, a spoonful of honesty always helps the medicine go down. Oh yes, like from Mary Poppins, a spoonful of honesty makes the medicine go down. What was it she said to the wee boy again? Drink your medicine, you big-eared wee freak? The Jers gaffer claimed his office has resembled a doctor's surgery this week, with a band of fringe men queuing up to request his prognosis for their light blues futures. So far, Beale has only performed only minor surgery. Only pair, only form, only Ed, only. On his squad, having added just Todd Cantwell to his Ibrox potion. Potion? Why have we gone from medical science to Snape's classroom? And while Andy Newport is going for a hackneyed version of hackneyed writing, Michael Beale is going for the is that guy on substances look, firing off short sharp sentences like he's wired to the moon. Beale on Alex Lowry. Everybody in this building is where that, with the bullet's feet. Alex is really talented, but he's got to tick a few other boxes. How do you tick them? You give him an opportunity on the park to take them. I started him against Motherwell. I thought we saw the performance of a young boy with promise. He wasn't 10 out of 10. He wasn't 6 out of 10. He was somewhere in between. 6.1. I was pleased with him. He had an injury afterwards. He has come back. Man, makes me feel like rubbing my gums. B was also pleased with Cantwell's debut against 10 man, 7 losses in a row St Johnson. Todd was free to go and disrupt today and go and get touches on the ball. That's the way he'll play. Fuck. He plans on touching the ball? That's the league gone. I have to remind everyone that when Ryan Kent came here, he wasn't getting in Lee Johnson's Bristol City team. When Glenn Kamara came in, he wasn't getting in the Dundee team. Connor Goldson wasn't getting in the Brighton team at the time. Stephen Davis wasn't getting in the Southampton team. So the lesson here is, continue to buy shape players no one else wants. Everyone who sort of knows a bit about me as a coach can see that me and Todd Cantwell are a good alignment. That doesn't mean anything. And yet you opened your mole face to see it. But as the Daily Record tells us, Todd Cantwell is not an ordinary player. Todd Cantwell didn't look like an ordinary footballer when he burst on the scene at Norwich five years ago. Turns out, he isn't an ordinary footballer off the pitch either. Unless turning up on the doorsteps of 80 underprivileged kids in his hometown with presents at Christmas is classed as ordinary these days. Jota turned up on the doorsteps of 81 underprivileged kids. His charity work was carried out unprompted and without fanfare. And yet, the journalists at a national newspaper know about it. As it says in Matthew 6.3, the left hand shouldn't know what the right hand is doing, unless the left hand is in a national newspaper. In fact, sitting at Ibrox yesterday, the first signing of Michael Beale's reign seemed rather sheepish when asked about it. I assume he wouldn't want to talk about it then. It's just something for me that's really simple. Sometimes footballers don't really realise the power they have to influence people. That's something I took great pride in at Norwich. 
being a lad who wanted to be the lad that I've become in many senses. Something like that is so powerful and moving for little kids and families going through tough times. To have someone knock on your door and give you a present like you see on TV can be what Christmas is really about. It's not about what you're given, it's about families and being there and making people smile. It was my idea. I've always loved Christmas and it was something I thought long and hard about. And then I thought, why am I thinking long and hard about it? It was simple. I should just go and do it. So I did. I ended up handing out about 80 presents this year to houses in my local area. I get a lot of satisfaction from it. I think I've got a good appreciation of the position I'm in and how quickly I could have been in the position I'm in. I've got a lot of friends who are with me in the academy who aren't lucky enough to be professional footballers. Sometimes people forget how easy it is to influence people. If I was a kid and a Norwich player at that time knocked on my door to wish me happy Christmas and gave me a present, I'd have been the happiest kid in the world. I looked at it like that. Shut the fuck up already. Jesus. I bought the big issue once as well, alright? Anyway, the league is also gone because Rangers signed a £4 million player, Enos Hadji. It does feel like the equivalent of having another £4 million player through the door. Touting fit again players as being like new signings. Is Peter Lywell working at Rangers now? Giannis is someone who, if he's not playing, he's talking about out or watching it. He's talking about out? I was wondering about how it was going to affect him mentally, but he's done ever so well. I think it's affected you mentally. It's great that he's at the back end of it. It was the year's anniversary last week from doing it, and he came in talking about it when none of us wanted to talk about it, as we felt we didn't want to bring it up. It, me baby, one more time. He was very much thinking about it. It, part two. Okay, quick it's. This week, Crying Jack revealed a hidden side to Andy Halliday. Andy played here for a number of years and down in England, but especially at Rangers, every day Andy wanted to win. In a small-sided game at training, he'd want to win. In a possession game, he wanted to win. Him being a perennial loser is perhaps why his will to win is so hidden. Meanwhile in Holland, Ajax pundits continue to observe Calvin Bassey in the same way of disgust and disappointment that one views a friend that has drunkenly shot himself. How is someone who played for Glasgow Rangers, like Calvin Bessie, going to be able to lead the defence at Ajax? Where was the Ajax youth system? Was there no one better than him? Because if there isn't, then you have a major problem. Sometimes it's better if you don't have money, because then you don't do crazy things. Then you wait for the right moment and occasionally take a chance. Instead, they spent 23 million euros on Bessie. Said Raphael van der Vaart. It's mad how Calvin Bassey had basically salted the earth for SPFL clubs trying to sell to the Benelux region. And finally, Alfie Moe was apparently offered to Inter before the transfer deadline, but it's unclear whether it was Inter in Milan or Inter your Ma from the Shawlands Five-A-Size League. Right, let's end with a couple of gobshites in the hotline. What's it all about, Alfie from London? This shock of the season, Aberdeen getting knocked out of the cup by Zarvel, is not unexpected. Aberdeen regularly get knocked out of cups by lower league opposition. Still, I expect that Jim Goodwin will be getting his high noon soon. Opposition fans will be singing his lament, Do not forsake me, oh my Darvel. Fuck me, that's Stephen from Ardentine levels. Next up, Stephen from Ardentine. This is the last chance saloon for Goodwin and Johnson. 
as this weekend's battle between both managers will look like a fight at the OK Corral. The first to blink will be the one shot and their reputation and career left in tatters. I can't see a good win for Aberdeen any time soon. Football game, can we tell me again? There's a new pair of stuff again.